six o'clock. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. It's the Joke Workshop here every Monday from six to eight. Uh, we have like one comedian here. I think I saw another one outside. Uh, we'll get it started. I'll just tell you how the Joke Workshop works, radio listening audience. Uh, the first couple comedians they do jokes for four minutes. They hear the horn at three, it means they have a minute left. And then we regale them with comments and um, beauteous critique and lovely, helpful hints in a nice, happy fashion. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm glad you're all here. And I am too. We got a full list tonight. And uh, this, this for me is per- performance number 45 of this month. Joke Workshop number 45. I, I I left my card at Milk Bar last night, I think. Anyways, or they were giving, he gave, was giving me free drinks at Gray and Green, right? At least I remember that. Uh, your first comedian of the night, everybody, put your hands together for Dan Britton. That's actually my new favorite walk-up song. Like if I, if I ever walk up to anything else, I'm going to be pissed off. Am I the only one who still finds the number 69 like hilarious? <laughs> like if I'm ever at a restaurant or like a deli or something and they call 69 and just <laughs> Or if or if the person who ordered that turkey club isn't around and so the person at the deli has to raise their voice 69 69 Ah 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 Everybody's like really bro grow up <laughs> like 69 it's the funniest number easily um i'm not a fan of cancel culture anymore i was whenever cancel 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 culture first came around kyle you're right on time get your ass in here um i'm not a fan of cancel culture anymore i used to be a fan of cancel culture whenever it first started and i was thinking okay cool we're making progress as a society but I feel like everything is under attack now, and it's just gone way too far. Like, like bread is under attack now. People are like, you shouldn't eat bread. It has gluten. Gluten will make you smoke cigarettes. It's like, okay, well, you know what else bread has? Flavor. So I'm going to continue to eat bread until the day I die. Thanks for your input. Um, the other day I saw a sign that said garage sale. And I said, I don't really want to buy your garage. I don't have anywhere to put it. That's, that's a big ask of a little man. No, thank you. I think it's, it's kind of bullshit whenever people describe like a meal that they make at holidays as like famous. Like, I'm making my famous meatballs. Oh, really? If it was famous, wouldn't you have no reason to tell me about it? Wouldn't I have heard about it by this point? <laughs> I've known you for 13 years. This is the first time you've told me you're making your famous fucking anything. I once went to a barber barbershop called the world famous Venice Barbershop, and I was like, really? You guys have been world famous since before you even fucking opened? Since you registered your, your uh, fictitious business name with the county, you've been famous since then? I don't think so, bro. All right, let's talk about pornography. I think pornography is bullshit. Like, it just, it, it makes me so upset. Like... You ever seen like somebody who's like just totally obviously faking it in like a like a porno? They're like, oh yeah, 
oh yeah. I'm like, oh please. It's like the, neither of you have even taken your pants off yet. You're really orgasming already, bitch? No, I don't think so. Or, or whenever a porn star goes like, oh God, oh my God. Really, you believe in God? The thumbnail of the next video is three guys' dicks in your asshole. You really believe in God or are you just saying you do? What is, can we cut it out with all of the stories? Like, who is watching a porno saying like, that woman's boobs look great, but I really couldn't finish unless there was a chance of them committing something near incest. <laughs> wow, this girl really cares about her real estate career. <laughs> Or like tattoos, like who's getting off to chicks who are just covered in tattoos with like half of their shaved head? Like, I want to see my porn star's emotional problems on the outside. I don't want to guess. I want to know. Um, I took a mental health day. Um, today I suffer from depression. I've suffered from depression the majority of my life. I just think that uh, God, God doesn't really think things through really when he designs people. Because whenever he makes somebody like me with depression, he's saying, I'm going to make somebody who doesn't have energy to do anything, but I'm going to give them too much energy to fall asleep. <laughs> Deal with that, Irish man. Okay, that's my time. Thank you, everybody. Stand pretend, everyone. Comments? Comments? It's okay if you got comments. I don't. I don't. I don't have very much. I also think that sixty-nine is a hilarious number. Uh, and I. Anyways, I've never understood how to do it. You got to get in a rhythm. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It feels like everyone's working too hard and no one's having a good enough time. Uh, and cancel bread. Uh, yeah, I was with you until you were like, bread has lots of flavor because bread doesn't really have flavor. Like white bread's kind of like white bread. You know, it's like. Salt and flour based. I mean, so I was like, flavor? I don't know. I think there's something else funnier than flavor on that line. I don't know. But you're just fun to watch and, you know, humorous. And I like the whole famousness rant thing. That Why wouldn't you be, why would you be, you'd be famous? Yeah, all that stuff. Is other people have, there's a microphone up there if you want to comment. Pull for joke questions. There you go. You don't have to, but man. This is more of a compliment. I feel like the the emotional, uh, I like my women with their emotional problems on the outside is a really funny premise for a joke, and you can go like more into that. Like that's a really good dissonance that I think would be funny to explore more. Premises galore. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Dan Bretignier. Your next comedian, we're moving right along. Keep those hands clapping for Kyle Morrissey. Thank you. Good to see you again. <laughs> Making me do new shit. Um, I I I kind of just wish I was at home playing video games right now. Uh, I've been playing this one video. It's a it's an online World War II video game. Uh, you got to like talk into your microphone, like work with teammates. And I don't know if you remember World War II, but there were only two sides. And sometimes the computer doesn't put you on the American team. <laughs> so about half the time, I'm throwing my Xbox out the window. Uh, and the, But no, I, I, I'm, an, I'm a Nazi uh, about half the time on Xbox, on Xbox Live. 
and uh, I don't like it um, because I'm playing with other random people on Xbox. So the odds that I'm playing with real Nazis is not zero. Uh, <laughs> it's just not. I have no idea who these people are, so I always feel very reassured when I hear the Nazi next to me just be like, Esta es lo americano! Like, oh, thank God. Okay. He's Latino. <laughs> he can't be a Nazi. You guys like, uh, you guys like cunnilingus? You guys like giving and receiving? Yeah. I, I like trying. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll say that. It's hard. It's hard to do. Um... Mainly because every time I go down on my fiance, I still come before she does. <laughs> I was uh, I was going down on her the other night, and I noticed something, and I told her. I thought about it, but I was like, "It tastes, it tastes like pennies. It tastes like pennies down there." I thought it might have been because she was on her period, and she was like, "No, I that must that must be the copper IUD." And I was like, oh, I didn't know. How much did you spend on that? And she was like, $1,500. I was like, we might have been better off with just pennies. Uh, put put them up there. Save some money. I don't want to spend $1,500 on one IUD if you could get 100 IUDs for $1. Yeah, I, I got to figure that out in storytelling mode. Normally, I just say it as like an idea and it works, but it's mean. It's very mean. Do you guys, uh, you guys bummed you had to go back to work today? Yeah, I'm one step ahead of you. I work, I work Sunday to Thursday, which I like way more. I like having Friday off so I can run errands when no one else is running them. And I love working on Sundays because I hate God. I don't like God at all. Um, I, uh, I grew up here in the Bay Area. Uh, a lot of people assume that means I'm rich for some reason. Um, honest answer is, I don't know. I, I don't know if I am. Because, like, I, I, I did not grow up in a mansion, but I have had HBO my entire life. There's not been a single day I've not had HBO. It's always been there. And that's what they say about privilege. If you have it, you take it for granted. That's true. I just finished The Sopranos. Uh, I've had 20 years... Meanwhile, meanwhile, people have been bootlegging it and stealing it, like real Italians. And uh, I've just been at home on the couch, like I don't understand the ending. Um, Bay Area people are pretty arrogant. We like to call the rest of the country white trash. I don't think we're that much better. I think at best we're white recycling. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, that's what. Don't get rid of us yet. We're still useful. Uh, but then you find out we just end up floating in the ocean. Thank you very much. <laughs> Kyle Morrissey, everyone. Comments. We got some back here with Rachel Pinson. Hit it. I think that after you say I'm a Nazi, you can have a longer pause. All right. Just like let the the tension sink in. Just for everyone, wait for everyone to agree. And uh, when you're playing video games with real Nazis, you're like, oh, like they might not know. Like I'm a poser. I'm not actually a Nazi. All right. All right. And um, I really like your your joke about like going down on your on your fiance, and uh, like maybe like if you come first, that's a compliment to her too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> and another thing with with the copper pennies thing, like I really like the way that you set it up before. I think that like you tried it a different way this time and yeah. it uh it was a little bit more wordy but i think the other way worked yeah per the advice of orion levine what the fuck is that guy talking about <laughs> yeah wrong. he's really good at writing his jokes but <laughs> yeah. these are your jokes yeah so i never take feedback <laughs> i don't know Th those are just my thoughts but that was a good Thanks. set yeah thank you thank you oh yeah go ahead i have a question on xbox can people dm each other if oh, they're yeah. So maybe uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe you can get like an inter like a like a photo that wasn't intended for you like one real life Nazi to another real life Nazi uh, like and you just intercept like a Nazi dick pic or something. Zig Heil. Yeah, um, I also think that Kyle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Zig, yes. Zig yeah. Kyle. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah there's points. something there. I yeah. Yeah. Um, there's I also an opportunity that. for you to do a play on words where you're saying uh, the chance of me playing with a real life Nazi are not zero. Not are nine. Because it's sorry. not zero, you could emphasize the the vowelization in the Z, and then it's not zero. Uh, oh, weird. Not yeah. zero. You would oh, have to play with it. Oh, I hear. Maybe it. you could spell it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I won't forget it. Sweet. Clap your hands together, everybody. Thank you. Kyle Morrissey, yay! <laughs> uh, your next comedian, our first lady of the evening. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Sarah Rainey, yay! I think that's the first time I've been called first lady, so that's pretty dope. I, uh, I, I'm not good at receiving gifts. Uh, not because I don't think I deserve it. I'm awesome. Uh, I'm not good at receiving gifts because I'm competitive. So to me, a good gift isn't a gift, it's a challenge. Uh, last year for my birthday, my best friend commissioned a custom watercolor painting of my favorite Taco Bell. Super thoughtful gift, perfectly tailored to my niche interests. I was so fucking pissed. <laughs> so this year when her birthday came around, I knew that I needed to win. So I started listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and one day we were having a conversation about ghosts, you know, ghoul talk. Uh, and she turns to me. <laughs> and she turns to me and she's like, I think I'm ready for my first haunted doll. Which, if you don't know, is goth for I'm ready to be a mother. <laughs> and I was like, jackpot. Uh, and so I turned to eBay. I don't know if you know, eBay has a huge haunted doll market. You're nodding, you've searched. Uh, more than 3,000 active listings. And that's just what's on eBay right now. Which begs the question, like, how many haunted dolls are there in the world? <laughs> you know? Um, so obviously, I have to start narrowing down my options. Because uh, I, wa I, uh, I want to get her the haunted doll of her dreams. You know? Nightmares. Whatever. Uh, so, and, uh, so I start narrowing down. I, I go by price point first, right? Like, I took an economics class. I understand supply and demand. I know I don't want the cheap haunted doll. That doll is priced to sell. That doll is chucky. You know, I want the haunted doll they don't mind having around a little longer. We're looking for gently haunted. This is a person that I love. Uh, next, I wanted to start looking at sellers, right? Because I want to know why this person has a haunted doll. That's not something you just have casually acquired, you know? It's not Tupperware. It's not like, I don't know where it came from. Someone must have just left it after a party. 
start checking reviews too because I want to make sure I'm getting the genuine thing, not overpaying for a ghost-free doll. Uh, and I came across this paranormal investigator who was like, I have over 2,500 haunted vessels in my home. I know. I was like, that makes sense. That's too many. You'd have to sell some. Uh, and so I start, uh, oh, I start reading reviews. I want to make sure I'm getting the genuine thing. We're looking for verified purchase. My house burned down. And that's when I found Helen. <laughs> Helen was a 19th century schoolgirl trapped inside a Victorian bride with one cloudy eye. I assume that's where the ghost lives. Um, so my best friend's birthday party comes around. I am fucking thrilled. I've smashed this gift. I'm getting cocky. We start going around. Someone gives her a deck of tarot cards. And I'm like, oh, how original. <laughs> Someone else gives her a rose quartz pendulum. I'm like, do you even know her? Her stone is onyx. <laughs> and then she gets to my gift, and I am salivating. She tears through the paper. She opens the box. She looks up, and she is so terrified. And she's like, what is this? And I was like, it's a haunted doll. And she goes, why the fuck would you get me a haunted doll? And I was like, you literally asked for it. And that's when the vibe shifted. <laughs> and not just because I was yelling at a woman that she had asked for it. It's because nothing ruins the party like an uninvited guest. <laughs> I am pleased to say that nothing creepy has happened. Uh, my best friend has forgiven me. Um, we're not completely without consequence, though. My inbox is haunted. I don't know if you've used eBay before, but I spent about a month researching haunted dolls. Uh, and so periodically, I get an email with the ones that I, or the ones I didn't buy keep getting relisted. So periodically, I get an email with a terrifying picture of a doll's face that's like, she's back. All right, I'm Sarah Rani. That's all I have for you. Sarah Rani, everyone. That was an incredibly entertaining story. So much great detail from the Taco Bell painting to just the whole thing, the active, just their whole, all your specific word choices. It's just a great, it's just a great story. It really made me want to be your friend because I'm like, you're going to be competitive over my gifts? Yes. Like, and I was thinking you were talking about like secondhand, like gently used, like gently abused, traumatized, whatever. Uh, and also her name is Helen, but maybe you could be like Helen. Um, and uh, I think that's all I have, but that's, that was great. <laughs> it was great. I loved your writing. It's very um, evocative, very picturesque. And uh, it, I, the only thing I would add is that when you said in the beginning, that, oh, and a great setup to the whole premise, by the way. When you said in the beginning that you were pissed, I thought maybe if you can compare it to something like you were pissed like something, um, and I can't think of anything, but I was thinking like a horse out of a gate. It, like a, sh a gun was shot off, and that, that's when you went, you took off. Cool. Make more of that moment, I guess, cool. is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Can you still bid on eBay? Oh, yeah. I feel like the idea of getting in a uh, bidding war for a haunted doll is really funny. That's great. And I like what kinds of people would you get in a bidding war with? It's <laughs> really funny to me. For sure. Thank you. Hey, man. Hey. Okay. Uh, I kind of want to know, like, what kind of person has 2,500 haunted dolls? Paranormal investigator. Yeah, yeah. That, like, like, what type of person is, is this person? Like, like what kind of fucking dude like has twenty five hundred haunted dolls? Like, 
But yeah, good stuff, man. I was thinking maybe um, you could get some sponsored ads for exorcisms, or maybe the Ghostbusters are trying to recruit you now, that kind of thing. (laughs) The ads on the side, targeted ads, that's funny. All right, clap your hands together, everybody. Sarah Rainey, yay! La, 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 moving right along. Your next comedian, I'm excited that he made it this week. Clap your hands together for Greg Capra, yay! Yo, yo, yo! Uh, went to Sunday school as a kid. You guys go to Sunday school? Yes. Oh, yeah. Woo? Okay. <laughs> we had a different experience. Uh, one of the main things you learn about in Sunday school is uh, this guy Jesus, the one from Nazareth. It's pretty, pretty popular. And uh, if you don't know Jesus, he's this guy with gray hair, even better body. He's, he's great. And his, whole, his big thing is like miracles. He, he works miracles. Like, he's really good at it. He'll just make stuff appear that didn't exist before, you know? Like, he'll be like, uh, someone will be like, hey, Jesus, I'm hungry. And he'll be like, Hi, here's 10,000 fish right now. Kind of like a magician, but less weird about it. Um, <laughs> forgot the next part of the joke. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Miracles. Oh! Yeah, uh, you learn a lot about his miracles, but uh, you read the Bible, and you don't hear a lot about his carpentry. You learn that he's a carpenter by trade, but the Bible never mentions his carpentry. Like, it's always like, oh, he turned water into wine, but never, uh, he turned that tree into a gazebo. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I don't know, I was thinking about it for a while. I think Jesus was probably just a shitty carpenter, and that's why we don't hear about it. Like, I think he was with all of his disciples and was like, let's leave that part out of the book. No one needs to know that I spent 40 days and 40 nights working on that coffee table. Still couldn't get the the wobble fixed. Had to get the Holy Ghost to help me out. (laughs) I think that's why Jesus made Ikea. I think he just wanted us to feel all the pain that he felt. (laughs) I think he probably had Satan help him do it. I think that was the one time that they worked together. Satan was like, Jesus, I got some great ideas. First off, Everything in the store is just Swedish names no one can pronounce. Just mostly K's and Z's. Number two, anything you like, you got to go to the warehouse to get. Turn customers into employees, you know? Third of all, Jesus, last idea. Uh, with every purchase, we give them a box of screws that the instructions don't say anything about. They just have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I think Jesus was a shitty carpenter. I think right before he got nailed to the cross, he was probably like, wow, this is amazing. How'd you guys do this? This birch, maple? All right. Uh, I have a friend who runs for fun. Do you guys know these people? <laughs> who keeps making these people? I don't know. Uh, I don't run for fun. I run for necessity. Like I run to the bus or from the crime scene. One of the two. Yeah. He was talking to me about the runner's high. He was like, yeah, man. All you got to do is run like eight or nine miles. After that, you start to feel a rush. And I was like, Stop you right there. You have to run eight or nine miles before you get this runner's high? It's a terrible sales pitch. That'd be if I, I was like, hey, man, you know if you slap yourself in the testicles a hundred times, that hundredth time, it'll feel amazing. All right. And that analogy went a little flat. Here's another one. That'd be like if I went, hey, man, you know if you wait in line at the DMV for three hours, that third hour, it'll slap you in the testicles a hundred times. All right. That's enough for me. I'm Greg. Thanks. 
A lot of testicles laughing today on stage. Greg Capra. Um, I, I, I enjoy your Jesus Carpenter premise. Is, is there a funnier word than gazebo? Probably not. I don't know. Make it into a gazebo's a pretty funny word. Yeah. yeah, that was the goofiest word I could think of. Yeah, it's pretty. I'm just trying. Is there anything? I don't know. So, uh, kudos. And then there's something there with Jesus being a carpenter, and then there's an extra bag of screws, because carpenters don't use screws, right? Or do they? I I don't know. Was that part of the technology screw technology? I don't know. <laughs> but I like the idea of a bag of screws, like IKEA, like that. No one can put together IKEA. Yeah. So Task Rabbit is for. Yeah. Uh, other comments? I just like uh, uh, the image of Jesus like trying to whittle an Ames chair or something, <laughs> trying to make that. It's <laughs> funny. You can tie it back, the idea of Jesus being a carpenter with the the feeding everybody the of the 5,000 with the fish. You can say he could feed the fish, but he couldn't house whoever, like he couldn't. Like he still left work for Habitat for Humanity volunteers. Oh, uh, hey. So I love the Jesus Carpentry thing. I love the IKEA aspect. I feel like you could hit that even a little harder when, because you got a little bit of a chuckle delayed when you were yeah, like, yeah. he wanted us to feel his pain. I think you could have more of a petty act at where Jesus is like, not so easy now, is it? And maybe like talk <laughs> a little bit about that IKEA process and how maybe there's something with needing a buddy because Jesus oh, had yeah, to do yeah. it alone, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, I also, there's something about like, would they trust Jesus to build his own cross? Probably not. Probably fall apart. I don't know. Maybe something there. Um, I loved your runner's high bit. Uh, and I, there's something to maybe running on edibles. I don't know if you run on edibles. It's a fucking good time. Takes way less to kick in. Let's try it out. Um, and then lastly, the DMV, I think part of the reason that, that, uh, metaphor isn't quite working is cause you're ending it with like, wait through this shitty thing and then something shitty happens, but the rudder's high is supposed to be something good that happens after a really long time. So maybe like in yeah, that yeah. third hour, something slightly good that's definitely not worth the pain happens. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think you kind of touched on it, but what it could be funny with the Jesus stuff, you could be like, I mean, we should, we should be happy that he was such a bad carpenter because that's what made him make a career pivot. <laughs> <laughs> Like he's like, fuck this shit. I was like, I guess I'll be the fucking savior of humanity. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then an analogy you could use for the runner's high. I, I don't know if it's that good, but it's like, it's like, it's like if you did 99 lines of coke, and you were just, you know, you had a nosebleed and everything, but that hundredth line, you're gonna get a high. Something like that, I feel like would hit a little harder, yeah. but I don't know. But good stuff. Thank you. Awesome. Clap your hands together, great camera, everyone! Yay! <laughs> Things are getting funky on the list because some people aren't here, so we're moving along because you know who is here. Number six, a JDA. Hey guys, moon. Oh, oops. I've, I've noticed a lot of like see, more like experienced comics. They like put their like they do this with the mic. Is that yeah? No. You do that? I see. I've seen Connor. Do, oh yeah, that has nothing to do with my set. I don't know what the fuck. Uh, hi guys. I'm I'm a Jay. Uh, thank you, motorcycle. Um, I'm Hindu, which is cool. Uh, I I want to be religious, but I'm like a dark-skinned Hindu, so I look more like the demons than like the actual protagonists in the story. So I guess I'll just start 
stop eating beef and start eating children. I think that's the I think that I think that's the move. I think that's the move. Uh, a little bit more about me. I'm I'm I live with three other women, which most of you guys know. But uh, like yeah, it's it's great masturbating now because I feel like a priest. Yeah, I usually do it like quietly and usually by candlelight. Yeah. Uh, I've also learned a lot about living, like, le learned a lot living with, uh, three women. I learned that, did you guys know that anytime a woman gets an abortion, uh, a new houseplant is born? Did you guys know that? No? I, 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 just in my opinion, I feel like as a Hindu, some things don't need to be reincarnated. I feel like it's, move on houseplants, that's not okay. But also I realized that they're all, like, on birth control, so maybe, like, I should stop masturbating. I feel like... That's that's what's probably getting reincarnated, but I I don't know. I feel like my parents would also be pretty proud, right? Like they moved out of a forest in India, and I'm creating one in Oakland. So, no, no. Okay, I'll move on. It's all good. It's all good. Um, more topical shit. Uh, I'm finally gonna fi finally gonna support uh or like talk about Ukraine. I think it's the this is the time to do that, right? I think the war in Ukraine's bad. It's not good. I think we all agree on that, but I think we should support the regions, right, that are afflicted right now or, like, that are really, really matter at. So I'm going to just put my hat in the ring and be like, thank you, Pacific Ocean and Atlantic Ocean. Thank you so much for keeping me far away from all these places that are just bombing the shit out of each other. I appreciate it, Pacific. I know, Listen, okay, that's I'm obviously joking, right? Gas prices are really high. Yeah. I wish they were higher. I wish they were lower because, like, I could burn more gas and, like, protect us with a more sea level rise, right? No? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's really mean. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? Um, yeah, I, I, have a, I have a younger cousin. He's about like eight years old. Um, and it's, it's interesting learning like what like kids are learning in school these days, right? Uh, I was talking to him and I was like, hey, what are you excited for like next year? Like what's, what are you gonna learn next year? And he's like, I'm excited to, for dissection. Without hesitation, he said, I'm not even bullshitting right now. He, he said dissection. I was like, why? He's like, yeah, we already dissected squids last year. So I'm excited what we're going to dissect next year. So I stopped playing Legos with him. I think that was, that was a red flag right there. Yeah, he said dissection. Like, he knows that squids have three hearts and not from, like, a textbook. He fucking did that shit. Yeah, and, like, did you guys know in Common Core, like, they have this thing called social and uh, emotional learning. Right, so they're trying to get kids to be like more empathetic. It's like a, it's a new policy, and one of the policies for preschoolers is to stay connected with other adults. Which, I don't think that's up to you as a preschooler. I don't think that you have control over that. Right, like either you are like have parents and or you have family or, you just get touched a lot. Like th there's no like you're a pre you're like tiny. The, like the only de developmental task that you should have as a preschooler is like, hey, don't stick your nose hand hands in your nose and like touch people, right? But even if you can't do that, like it's okay, you know, that's okay too. I don't know. We're like making preschoolers into serial killers. This is the argument I'm trying to make. It's like this is insane. Okay, that's crazy. But all right, I, I kind of lost you guys with the Ukraine shit, so I'm gonna just. Mosey on out of here. You guys been fun. Have a nice night. JD, everyone. Yeah, working out yeah. some new premises there. <laughs> I feel like that you started with eating children, yeah. and then, um, yeah. and then you ended up talking about a creepy child. And uh, there's got to be a way to sort of bridge that together. Yeah. That there's a creepy dissecting child, and 
maybe he's making the next cannibal. But you just sort of flippantly threw it out there like, as an opening joke, like, yeah, eating children, I'm yeah. repeat. And I was like, okay, where's he go? Well, then you kind of didn't go anywhere with it. And I was like, okay. Sure. But um, I certainly was on board with you for the idea of eating children. <laughs> uh, I wasn't super people? on board with it. I was just, yeah, I should, I should have been a little bit more pointed with that. But yeah, sorry. Yeah, man. Uh, I kind of got lost there because, like, you first you you hit us with like the prayer candlelight joke, mm. which is really good. But then you started talking about eating children. I I I thought the house plan idea was clever. Um, I just don't think it, there's like enough connection between like jerking off and like. Yeah, yeah. yeah I I realize that like it's a little bit disorganized. Yeah, and but also the the vi- candlelight vigil thing, the master like that's funny. It's just I'd rather. S- I would rather I would rather get to masturbating over candlelight, and then maybe like the priest thing could be a tag. Mm. Yeah. And also at the last bit when you're talking about uh, uh, this, your your nephew or whatever, like excited by dissecting. Like I think you should just get to serial killer. Like oh, immediately, yeah. immediately, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like who the fuck is this kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. I actually really loved the houseplant joke. Um, we are in a drought, though. But then you mentioned like sea levels rising, so I was like, "Oh, we are in a drought, but sea levels are rising." I was I was trying to like make like the connection with like climate change, like but yeah, that was kind of. Maybe edible plants. Oh, um, I'm getting confused. Sorry. Um, uh, as far as connections between house plants and jerking off, both are planting seeds. Oh. Mm, okay, uh, yeah. So that might be something to play with. Um, and then just like. <laughs> This is not the answer because it's an Anthony Jeselnik joke, but maybe it's food for thought is he has this joke about like uh, his friend gets an abortion and he's like, what do I get her? I don't want to get her like mm. flowers so she doesn't want something she has to take care of. Oh, okay. So maybe yeah. find more of those like uh, abortion houseplant overlap things okay. and there might be something juicy in yeah. there for you. Yeah. That uh, that was the the only connection I I thought of between the the plants and the jizz was too gross, but in vein, in the same vein where it's like the reason there's plants everywhere is, is all, my seed is everywhere. Yeah, it's just growing mold because you're coming all over the place. Yeah, I hate it. Don't yeah, I, 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 I don't no. want it. It's far too gross. Yeah, but I, I, but I, you're I, talking about plants, yeah. dude. So I don't know if I'm gonna even do that anymore. Just, Appreciate that. Nice. (laughs) Last comment. Another direction you might take it in is um, what can the the creepy kid teach you? Because he's like, he's saying dissection, he's in eight eight years old. So what he can teach you maybe about your living situation or something. I don't know. That's just where my head went. Clap your hands together for a J. Yay. All right, uh, your next comedian just walked in the door. This will be the last person we give comments to because we have a super full list and we want to squeeze everybody in. Put your hands together for Connor Norton. Hello. I might be all over the place. I was running around today. Today was uh, tax day. How'd everyone do? Pretty good? I was thinking... I know I look like a guy that hates taxes, but I don't. I get it. But uh, it's kind of patronizing because they're like, you go up and you sign up and they're like, congratulations, you get like $602 back. You didn't make as much money as we thought we, you would. So 
Like I started to realize that it takes money to hate tax day. And that was just food for thought. But I, I've also, again, please don't judge me. These are all very rough. Uh, I grew up, well, I grew up in a pretty well, well off area. And when you, and it's a bunch of, you know, well off liberal people. So whatever, but they, they tell you when you're growing up, you know, you live in a bubble, you live in a bubble of, of privilege and a bubble of, you know, liberal people and not everyone's as lucky as you are. And, and I get it, but I just don't like the term bubble, you know, describing the neighborhood. Like that's not what other communities call their neighborhoods, you know, like bubble is so inherently pretentious where it's like everything on the inside is like soft and soapy clean and everything on the outside is just waiting to pop it. Um, like it's not like people from the hood call it the bubble, you know, I don't know where I'm going with that, but <laughs> we're all, we all just came up in the bubble, you know, um, but I was also, I have this joke that I've been doing lately. It's a, it's about, it's where I make fun of myself basically for being a, a, set, a cuck, you know, where I basically walk through how like, it, whatever you, I'm sure most of you guys have seen it, but I, I'm trying to take it to a new place where it's like, I'm a, like, I might not be a sexual cuckold, but I might be a bit of like a racial cuckold because like coming from a bubble every time you see like as, as a white dude, when I see a white dude that's like hanging out with all his black friends, I'm like, look how accepted he is. I could never be accepted like he is. And I think there's a lot of that. I think that's like the major complaint with like white liberal people in San Francisco is they're like, they love to see that diversity and that integration on TV, but it's like they can never be it in real life, you know? So I'm trying to go somewhere with that. Um, I don't really have much else to talk about. Um, so if you want to give comments on that, that would be great. So that'll be my time. Connor Norton, everyone. Are you super high? Are you okay? What happened? <laughs> I'm just frazzled. Oh. I just had a long day. Oh, but it's I'm all sorry. Good. No, no worries. What, do you, you have a real job? Uh, I mean, hardly. What's, I, what's your real job? My real job is like, I'm a recruiter. It's like a millennial job where but you just get yelled at by a lot of people all day. But See, it's all good. That, that's a good – I mean, you, I think you should talk about what you know. Like right there, that was that, – that, that goes somewhere. You think so? Yeah, that people – what did you just say? That pe People just yell at you a lot. Yeah. yeah. Like how do you deal with that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think – yeah, I don't know. I just inherently, I'm like, no one wants to hear about that stupid. But job. no, but but you're you're this like, I, I I mean I do. You're this like good looking white. So what the white guy? You become the sounding board. Everyone gets to yell at you and get all right. there. Right. Right. Because they're that's that's a good job. To for be you. fair, you're it is other white people yelling at me mostly, and they put all the hate on one white man, and then yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. No. Yeah. No. I mean, <laughs> I'm just. I. I think I'm. I, whenever I. T I talk about it. Like. Like. I was nervous to talk about that. Um, the like growing up in a well-off community thing. Yeah. Because it like kills the comic. No, but it's app. good because you. That's what you're saying though. Is you're like I'm so hateable. Like, right. You're likable, right. but exactly. you're hateable. Your likability is that people get to hate you. That's what I'm like, trying. That's your, yes. That, yes. Yes. Exactly. Being self-aware so enough to take it, and it's like no, I get it. Right. 
Okay. And then it's ironic, and it's it's you're the perfect thing for it. You're like this sort of cute, young kind of like. Yeah. Right. Uh, Thank you. Happy go lucky. Hate on me, folks. What would it do? I'm the white guy you get to hate on. <laughs> right. I don't know what. Right. To no, do. I think that's exactly it. Uh, uh, you're nailing it on the head. Okay. So and even that is because you're kind of being yourself, and so you can right do that kind of stuff. Right. Okay. That's I'll, what comedy is. I'll it's, work it in. I'll but work. But your material is just a vehicle for the audience to like you. Right. So pick the things out about you that are super likable okay. and get those up front. All right. For sure. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I like you, so I'm trying to think of something to say. <laughs> I um, appreciate it. <laughs> I, I mean, why are they yelling at you? Uh, because they're unemployed? I mean... It's yeah. It's like they're not people, satisfied with their yeah. They're not satisfied with the help that I can. Well, provide. your job wouldn't exist without that, right? Yes. So in a way, their hatred towards you, your your employment kind of depends on it. Right. They still keep talking to us. If you had to reach, there's like a Ouroboros of an idea. Yes. I don't know what's funny about it. No. <laughs> what do you think about the the racial cuckold bit? Uh. Like I, I don't remember it. Okay. You didn't really do I, it. You talked. I, about I know. I was talking. I, I wasn't was, doing it. I was thinking about something else. I mean, you. What was the point you were trying to make with tax day? Where it was it? They were disappointed by their return. Yeah. The the tax day thing was which basically, they only would have if they had. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like the yeah, idea. That, I like. like I it's like, like the, when they're like the other thing I was trying to think about was like when you like give someone your money and they like they take like the mob takes it and then it's like here. Get a haircut, you know, yeah. like that kind of thing. The the only reason I brought that up is because what I would say is, um, just try to get really good at telling jokes about whatever is happening right now, which okay. you tr which you're trying to do. Right. I, it just seems like that's gonna be the way this whole comedy thing is going. Yes. It it just kind of because shit's happening so fast. Right. Now. I mean, people still identify with personal stuff. You could talk about that all day. Right. But if if you're able to take what's happening right now and spin it off the top and make it work like yeah. that, that's. I mean, I'm always really impressed by that. Yeah. Like, yeah watch pass. Joey Avery. That guy's fucking yeah. very good at that. True. Sweet. Thank you. Uh, that was the most formal stand-up I'd ever seen. <laughs> You're like, this is the joke. This is how it would go. <laughs> but uh, uh, I don't have much to say, but I do think I, I think the, uh, the racial cuckold is a good premise. Okay. I think there's a lot you can do with that okay and the whole idea of like liberals like they all they're all about it but they're also like in their head they're like, right well how many but black friends do i have yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah i know right. aziz ansari has a similar bit not a similar bit but he kind of has a thing where it's like people get they get like points every time they do something like right liberal, you know it's like i donated to a cause so right just like don't go too deep into that okay but uh other than that i think there's just a lot of avenues you can go with it i think it's a good premise thank you um just for the record, uh, I find you incredibly unlikable. So, uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, just, uh, I'm just joking. Um, but I, uh, I would just say that I kind of bouncing off what Pam was saying earlier. I think um, even if you might not think it's interesting, what's interesting, the, the people find the general and the specific. So if you talk about yourself and like your your own emotions or whatever. Yeah. As long as they're genuine, people will find well, it interesting. Okay. And I, I will say, how can I? Do you mind if I ask how long you've been doing comedy for? Uh, nine months, I would oh, say officially. Yeah. yeah. I, I will just for me personally, there are few things that bore me more yeah. than a white guy talking about race. Okay. Uh, or, or or what it's like to be gay or something. Because okay. that's and uh, I mean every every white guy comic has done it. Right. I did it. 
everyone in this room is dead. Everyone's going to give it a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, okay. Everyone's going to try. They're going to okay. be the ones who are going to be so good, have a joke so good they can say the N-word. Yeah. We're all working on it. <laughs> we're working on it. Yeah, yeah, we're working on it know? like it's a cure for cancer. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but it's – but I'll be it, – it doesn't mean you can't do it. Like right. a- anything can be a joke, but – I I would recommend when you're first starting out, try to just talk about more stuff that's a bit more personal okay. to you, and then maybe when you've you've really cracked how to write a really solid joke, then come back to okay. those yeah, you're, topics. Yeah, yeah. Well, I th- you know, every every three months, I'm like, I'm, it's, I'm getting it's, the I'm getting the hang hey, of this. I, mean, that, <laughs> I, think I can throw a race joke out there. That, that's, <laughs> it's it's totally fair to try. There's, I mean, that's what yeah. mics are for. Yeah. But it, that's that's just my opinion. No, no, no. I fair. Not necessarily right, but fair. But anyway, the the advice I usually give to a, any newer comic is don't talk about race, drugs, or sex for okay. like the first year or two. Okay. Just because that will force you to write about yourself. Yeah. And yeah, just be more personal. Okay, but, great. Okay, I appreciate but, that. Yeah. But, you know, what the fuck do I know? Do whatever you want. Hey. So. Cool. No, it's all good. Clap your hands together for Connor Norton, everyone. Yay! <laughs> Ian Levy, what the fuck does he know? Just kidding. He knows a lot. Uh, your next comedian, keep your hands clapping, everyone. Everybody, it's Jared Senna. Keep it going, everybody. How are we doing? Oh. <laughs> how are we doing, everybody? Like to be loud because I think it makes up for how short I am. Ah, does great for stand-up. Works bad for me when I try to have sex with someone. Yeah, you can you can yell as much as you want. It's not going to help you find the clitoris. Yeah, the only thing yelling more during sex is going to accomplish is not only are you still sexually disappointing, but your neighbors know it too. I know it because uh, the next day they asked me if someone was getting murdered last night. Yeah, they heard loud yelling followed by a vibrator noise. They thought a serial killer was in my room. We're doing great already. All right. Uh, I prefer outright aggression other than passive aggression, because passive aggression is just annoying, and also, like, it's subtle. Like, how do I know you have a problem with me or you hate me? At least when you're beating the shit out of me, like, then I'll be thinking, you know, maybe this guy doesn't like me. Uh, (laughs) I was popular in high school. Yeah. No surprise. No surprise, I know. I got everyone's attention including the bitches. Back in the day, I was known as the kid who got hit by a car. Uh, Nothing gets everyone's attention than uh, showing up to lunch the next day in a wheelchair and casts all over your arms and legs. Yeah, I I actually did get hit by a car. It sucked. Uh, I, 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 uh, I broke my left wrist and I fractured my right knee. Still wasn't enough to convince my Asian parents not to go to school the next day. Yeah, uh, I could barely walk or pick up a pencil, but it was also the first time in my life that the girls in school paid any attention to me. So, like, I was mad I got hit by a car. Like, I was even more mad that I recovered. Whew. Doing great already. So I like mutiny. I like mutiny. All right. What else we got here? Oh, yeah. I uh, I support the gay community. Yeah. 
that deserved an even bigger applause. I'm an even bigger, I'm a big deal, guys. You didn't clap at that, you're homophobic. I say that because uh, all of my exes are in fact bisexual women. And uh, after they went through the experience of dating me, they are now lesbian. So because of me, a bunch of women realized that they don't like men. If that's not being an ally, I don't know what is. I'm like the prime demographic for like queer women to choose men from. Like I have a septum piercing, I, uh, I have short hair, and I'm five foot one. I look like a lesbian. All I need to do is dye my hair and I complete the look. But no, as soon as they see the Robin Hood updates on my phone and the three-in-one Axe shampoo in my bathroom, I am never seeing them again. Yeah, it sucks being ghosted, but imagine being ghosted, then waking up to the Insta the, and waking up to an Instagram post with the caption, "Due to recent events, I now identify as lesbian." Like recent events? You mean when we hooked up two days ago? Damn. All right. Well, I did fucking terrible, but you know what? It is an open mic. Have have a good night, everybody. Give it give it up for Pam. Donates Mutiny Radio, guys. Jared Senna, everyone. Hooray. Moving right along. Yeah. Your next comedian. Super tall, super lovely. Clap your hands together for Ian Langlands. Thank you, everybody. Let's get this puppy going. Um, I was at my friend's house the other day, and he has this dog. And he loves his dog. He loves talking about his dog, and he like he, he pampers the dog. He, he treat, he, the dog lives the fucking best life that it can. And the dog was on the ground. It was eating a treat, and it was like rolling around. And my friend sat back, and he's like, God, dogs have the best life, don't they? But I don't think they have the best life at all. I think they arguably have the worst life of any animal. And I know what you're thinking. What the fuck are you talking about? But here we do it, okay? We're doing it. They're an animal. They have to be on a leash at all times. Their balls get cut, cut off, okay? They can't bark. They can't eat what they want. They can't fuck what they want. And they can't go anywhere that they want. That doesn't seem like a good life to me. I saw a raccoon go into a dumpster and get a Doritos bag, full Doritos bag. I think he's way happier than any dog, to be completely honest with you. I do. Even cats, even cats are way freer than dogs, right? A cat will like jump out the window and the owner's gonna be like, eh, he'll be back, you know? Dogs are just, just people are so strict with them because they have to abide by human rules, that's the thing. We have to make them abide by our rules. I saw, I work at a pet supply store and I see these dogs all the time. There was a dog that came in, it was vegan. There was a vegan dog that came into my work. That's so, that's fucked up. You should have seen this thing. It was like shivering. There was no life in its eyes. Like a gust of wind could have killed this animal and we just have to accept it as reality. Like that's not cool. These poor animals. Um, hold on, wait. Ah. All they want to do really, all animals want to do is they just want to hump everything that they can and they want to eat their own shit, all right? Is that too much to ask? I don't see any problems in that. I do that all the time, and I'm okay, aren't I? Ah. Seeing eye dogs have it worse, too. Seeing eye dogs, they get all the benefits of a regular dog, but they just work full time. That doesn't seem really fair to me, right? Like, you can't even pet the dogs. How are they supposed to know they're being a good boy, you know? That's what I think about. So that's why every time I see a blind person, 
with a dog, I always give it a quick pet because, you know, the owner's not going to see, right? They're not going to know. What's the dog going to do? Tell them? I'm changing lives out here. Um, I, I, I never really understood why whenever something bad happens to you or like a family member, people around you, it's always food is the remedy. People always bring you food. It was bring you droves of food. I never really understood that. I don't think anyone's been eating meatloaf and been like, wow, this really makes me forget about my dead husband, you know? I don't really see how that helps at all. It happened with me. My mom broke her hip, and we just had droves of food from everybody around the neighborhood. And it's like, now we just have like a full compost bin because do you really think your cooking is going to make anybody feel better? I don't think it does. It really does it, Janet, all right? Your chicken casserole is not seasoned very well. I want to pivot away from food, because they always ask you the same question. They always go, if there's, any, any, if there's ever anything you need, please feel free to reach out. Next time they ask that, I'm going to be like, you know what would make me feel better? A new fucking TV. That's what's going to make me feel better. I don't want casserole anymore. I want to go, I want to see how far it would go when they ask that. I want, I want, to, I want to go all the way. I want to be like, you know what's going to make me feel better? Six ounces of black tar heroin, all right? This is what grandma would have wanted. Daddy needs his fix, okay? Uh, you know what? That's all I got. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh. Ian Langlands. Could you imagine him doing heroin? I can't. I just can't do it. I can't do it. I can't imagine it. He's just, he just looks like my sweet, a sweet young boy. Um, yay, Ian Langlands. All right. Move right along down the list. Your next comedian, another funny gentleman. Put your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson. Hey, Queens. How are we doing tonight? What's going on? Happy Monday. It has come to my attention that um, this cancel culture is really starting to bother me as well because it turns out that, like, the rarest of rare is being attacked right now, the straight man. You poor things. Oh my God. Apparently you're not you can't be be as manly as you used to be. Is, are you hearing this? I was watching Tucker Carlson, believe it or not. And so like he has the modern panacea to our not being manly enough. I mean, especially you. You could hear from this. Would be like tanning our testicles. It's not a joke, it's really what he said, was tanning our fucking testicles. I mean, I'm all for it. I mean, I would love to see everybody just start dro dropping trout tanning their testicles right now. I've got a flashlight. Does anyone want to try it? <sighs> yeah, I've been around a very long time, and I'm very excited about people like Tucker Carlson because I'm really excited about the white supremacist overlords that are coming. Aren't you guys thrilled about it? I'm very excited. Yeah, it's cool, right? And so in preparation, I feel like I want to prepare some fragrances for the new American condition. The first one is called White Woman. And you have to say it like that, kind of like White Woman. And her tagline is always in front. And gentlemen, I know that you don't you must have everything, so we've got one for you. It's called Entitled. It's how you feel. It's really weird to have a white guy up here talking about white people, but I feel like I have some experience being the whitest person I know. I got my Ancestry3.com thing back and was a white paint chip. It's kind of odd that white people wonder how white they are. I just don't understand it. I mean, bitch, we're just white. We just showed up here, but these are my other thoughts. Um, let's see what else we want to talk about. Uh, 
<laughs> well, I want to try something new tonight, but let me think about that. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, let me shake it out. Shake it out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so I'm just going gonna, gonna to end with this because my brain is blown. I, and I did just smoke a blunt right outside the door. That did happen. So, And I was dreaming of all the cocksucking that I could have been doing while I was talking to you guys anyway. But um, speaking of that, I'll leave you with my last fantasy of the boys' camp that could have been but never was, where I would certainly have met Ian. I hope, right? And yes, I can't imagine you doing heroin. Um, yeah, it's totally plausible. Um, it's uh, from Lake, uh, Camp Put It In Me in Lake Put It In Me, Wisconsin. And it goes something like this. Thank you. Oh, I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me every day. I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me all the way. On your shores. Put it in me. I am yours. Put it in me, Ian. Mm. <laughs> Put it in me every gay. Thanks, guys. Pretty bears it, everyone. Oh, mercilessly. Yeah. Ian is, he is a doll. Um, he is. Uh, your next comedian, and I, I mean, I mean that in like a, as if I think of him as a son. Uh, I'm not. I'm gonna stop talking. I'm too high tonight. I've been smoking too much weed. I don't. I don't smoke myself retarded. And I get to use the R word because I was a special ed teacher for four years. I earned that word. Okay. I made twenty-four thousand dollars a year, so I could say it. Your next comedian. Put your hands together for Newman Shake. Yay! Hey guys. Uh. I've been trying to be more intimidating lately. <laughs> yeah, it's always okay. Fuck you. <laughs> I um, like I used to be a raw security guard. Yeah, that's the right response. Um, I used to be a raw security guard, and during my shift, a woman in a wheelchair would steal everything. You know, just while I was watching her, and I was like, "What does this say about me?" You know. Okay, I'm not. You're right. Brady was right. I'm not a manly man. Um, what else is there? A lot of my friends end up dating their coworkers, and I realized that like I could never date a coworker, because I would betray any of my coworkers for a 15 cent raise. Like that's not. I know. I I don't have a great relationship with my coworkers right now, mostly because I don't have a job. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I I quit my job because my boss was he was like racist, but in like a Bay Area way, you know. Like at our Christmas party, he came up to me and he was like, "Newman, I know you don't celebrate Christmas, so that's why I expect you to come in tomorrow. You and Ollie are gonna be working on this new project together." Yeah, I was like, "This is the most progressive racism I've ever encountered. This is, this is crazy." But yeah, I don't celebrate Christmas, but I do have a favorite Christmas movie. It's this Christmas movie called Christmas with the Cranks. If you don't know what this movie is, it's this 2001 Tim Allen movie where Tim Allen and his wife decide to go on a cruise instead of celebrating Christmas normally. And then their entire neighborhood finds out and gangs up on them and forces them to celebrate Christmas anyway. And the reason why that's my favorite Christmas movie is because it's also my favorite horror movie. 
Because as someone who doesn't celebrate Christmas, the idea of my entire neighborhood ganging up on me and forcing me to celebrate Christmas is fucking horrifying, you know? Like, if they put Tim Allen in brown face and call that movie Christmas with the Cons, that would be my get out, you know? It'd be... I was I was doing sex recently. Um, yeah, yeah, you guys can applaud. Yeah, I was doing it, and uh, we got to this point where the woman, she was like, you can do anything you want to me. And that was new, because usually I'm just happy to be there. Like, I don't have preferences. But I saw an opportunity, and I grabbed her by the pussy. <laughs> and, you know, she she didn't like it, but honestly, top 10 things to grab. Highly recommend if you get the chance. What else do I want to talk about? Um, I feel like the solution to social media addiction is just regular addiction. Like, like you're not gonna be worried about Twitter if you're on crack. You know, that's not, that's not what happens. I don't, I don't like those posts on Instagram that are like, like for Jesus or retweet for God or whatever. Because I'm like, do you think God is like paying attention to your Twitter feed? Like, is that what's happening? No. Okay. Um. Thank God. Uh, what else? Do, um, high school is weird. Like there are people who bring balls of whiskey at 7 a.m. to school. And I was like, "What are you pre-gaming for? Geometry? Like, what the fuck is going on? Getting lit for the Renaissance? Right? That's not fun." I think that's all I have for today. Thank you guys. New and Jake, everyone! Hooray! All right, we've got a, a train of young. Funny men, your next one, he just shaved his beard and he looks like a whole different person. We'll see. I bet his jokes are going to be great and he will lambaste every one of you. Put your hands together for Hunter Uniac. I better be the fucking middle of this train of men, Pam. I shaved for nothing if I'm not in the middle of this fucking train for men, Pam. All right. How are we doing, guys? Good. All right, cool. Um, yeah, I shaved, and um, it's weird. It's weird shaving. Like my dog didn't recognize me when I shaved. You know how stupid that is. Like a being that differentiates between people by scent couldn't recognize me because I changed my face. Like what the fuck was wrong with my beard? That my oh my dog's also blind too. Like I don't know how the fuck that makes any sense at all. I'll work on it. It's all right though, guys. Um, well, I was like, I think I think guest bathrooms are pointless. Like they're the weird. Aren't they? Like, remember, you're like, you, like I was a kid, and like, you know, I had my friend over one day. I was like, oh, we're gonna sleep over. You know, we're like in middle school, and it's like, I'm, I tell my friend, like, you know, anything in my house you want, you can have. But you see this room here, I shit here. You can't shit here. You have your own special place where you can shit that's nicer than my place. Also, it's right next to the TV room, so we're gonna hear you shit. It's weird though. We lift up. We leave all the. We leave all the nice towels for the guests. That's probably what my friend texts me right now about the guest bathroom. I don't know if you're sorry. <laughs> but we live on like the nice towels. Like, I use paper towels to wash my hands. You know, when I was with my parents, they put out fucking, you know, bath towels that are inscribed with our initials on them, and they're for the guests. Do you know how weird that is? Where the guests can be like, do I want Hunter? Do I want Mom? Do I want Dad? Which one do I want to wipe my dick with? They always chose my mom. <laughs> All right. I'm just getting okay. Not from like guys. <laughs> That's fun. All right, though, guys. Um, yeah, I've been working construction. It's weird working construction. Um, like, I started with a couple of big jobs I've been working at. Um, the people are actually living in the house while I'm working construction. Do you know how weird that is? Like, it's like going to an office. 
but the office where somebody else fucking lives, and you have a key to their house. Do you know how weird this? Like, I have to wake people up. I'm their alarm clock sometimes. Like, it's like I'm reminding their guest bathroom, and I come into their bathroom, and they're in there taking a shit, and I have the key, and I open it up, and go, oh shit, good morning, Greg. Um, I guess I'll just take my lunch now. By the way, I take my lunch in your bathroom. It's usually the cleanest place. All right. Hi. <laughs> I love that. Do you know how weird it is the comment when people walk in? They say hi to everybody else, but not to the fucking person with the microphone. <laughs> hi. <laughs> how are you? Good, how are you? Doing good. Fuck my set. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> That's what I was trying to avoid. <laughs> uh, you know me. Like, if you're trying to avoid something, I'm going to fucking ruin your day and do it. All right. Hello, everyone. Hello. 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 <laughs> We're having fun, though, guys. We are. Um, I'll leave you with this. Um, you know that phrase, pizza's like sex, if it's bad, it's still pretty good? Have you guys heard that phrase? Yeah, I got my own version. Pizza's like sex. I'm banned from Domino's. <laughs> pizza's like sex. The first time I had it, my parents paid for it. Pizza's like sex. I don't like it with fruits. Vegetables are welcome. <laughs> That's my time, Hunter Uniac. Yay, Hunter Uniac! I'm, I'm now all I can think about is wiping my dick on your mom. Uh, I mean, on her towel, on his mom's towel, the towel that says "mom." Your next comedian, she is up at Cobb's. She's headlining this Sunday. Everybody, check her out right now. Clap your hands together for Rachel Pinson. So I did come to workshop some jokes. Uh, so if you have comments on this, uh, hey uh, Jared, Cena, I actually have a uh, a comment on your joke. So you were talking about like uh, screaming, and it doesn't help you find the clit. Maybe you can add echolocation to that. And Hunter is gone. I was gonna. I had a thing. Oh, okay. Smelly beard. The, I wrote. I just wrote down smelly beard, Hunter. I don't know. It, it pertained to your set. Um, <laughs> I recently hooked up with a trans woman. Yeah, right? Woo to my sexual activity. Yeah, and afterwards she was like, hey, I'm sorry I didn't come. And I'm like, man, I don't want to be the one to have to tell you this, but uh, it doesn't matter if the woman comes. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I hate it when people call me fat ass. I got it my whole life because I'm really a fat gut. It's just not accurate. No one's ever like, hey, move your fat gut. Um, <laughs> uh, the hardest part about being this fat is guys with big dicks want to fuck me all the time. It's really exhausting. <laughs> I had a lover once tell me when we were having sex that I should start fucking other people, and I'm like, hey, that's really hard with a cock block actively inside me, you know? <laughs> and it's kind of rude because it's not like I wasn't trying. Um, let's talk about my mom. So growing up, <laughs> My mom gave me lots of advice. She said, hey, if a straight man is your friend, he's not really your friend. He actually just wants to sleep with you. Uh, do you guys think that's true? You don't think it's true? She was trying to get me not to trust men, but then I learned not to trust women, that lying bitch. <laughs> like, what, was she jealous of all the old men tail I was pulling at 17? I was really mature for my age. It just meant that I had big tits, actually. <laughs> 
very mature um <laughs> actually she wasn't jealous she's a lesbian both my moms are lesbians mother's day is coming up and i want to get a world's number one mom cup and make them work for it i'm like who wins mother's day this year uh Oh, this is one I'm, I'm really trying to work on. So uh, having redneck lesbian parents is weird. You know, like I'm trying to, they have these conservative values and I'm trying to come out as bisexual. And they're like, what? What What do you mean you're bisexual? Back in my day, it was a woman loved a man or a man loved a man or a woman loved a woman. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm storing. Maybe there's nothing there. Uh <laughs> I had a, I, I made it to the front page of Reddit, you guys. I did, I made it to the front page of Reddit. Well, actually I was on Tinder and uh, this guy said, hey, if you were a vegetable, you'd be a cucumber. To which I replied, if you were a vegetable, I would pull the plug. <laughs> and, and then he posted it on Reddit with one of those Marlon Brando, oh, look, they massacred my boy, like right underneath it. Uh, and posted it on Reddit, it made it to the front page. So basically a man just stole my joke and like took the credit for it. You know, that's, that's what happened. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> like, he got all the upvotes for my joke. All right, ego death or whatever. Uh, my dog is a really good boy. <laughs> you guys have dogs? Yeah, you guys are? Oh my god, my dog's such a boy, a good boy, he's such a good boy. Like, yeah, like technically he's a murderer. <laughs> Couple rats, you know, he's probably been a rapist, but he listens to all his commands. And doesn't that mean doesn't that mean he's a good boy? No, is there anything there? Um, that's all I have. Thanks. <laughs> Maybe next Rachel Benson, everyone. That's so funny. I gave you an extra minute, but you ended at four anyways. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, your next comedian. I'm excited that he's here. Put your hands together for Kelly Evans. Yay. Thank you very much. It's funny when you ask people about dogs and then Jared yelled really loudly. And I feel like, Jared, you might be a person who once was a dog, you know? Like, I feel like you're the manifestation of a dog who turned into a man. And I like that about you. Very excited, you know? Um, <laughs> don't take it too seriously. Uh, I, I uh, was talking to somebody over the weekend about smoking. Ah, Lauren, you're right there. Yeah. So uh, Lauren didn't know that I smoked periodically. And uh, I was just like, well, I only smoke when I have like an actual set, when I'm performing at a, like an actual show. So not a lot, really. <laughs> yeah, comedy is not going well. Um, I've never been more upset that I don't have a crippling addiction, honestly. Yeah, I feel like some people don't know when they've made it. They're like, how do you know, you know? I'm like, I'll know when I have emphysema. That's how I'll know. I'm like, I did it! <sighs> That's better. Okay. All right. There's something there. Um, 23andMe. It's, uh, people are taking it. You know, they're doing it. Uh, mostly white people. Uh, I find uh, they want to get, they care about like getting in touch with their heritage. 
especially if it allows them to uh, talk to me about it at a party. They're just like, I'm 8% Cherokee. I'm like, I don't give a fuck, Chloe. Why are you telling me this? Also, it doesn't allow you to wear a headdress, so please stop wearing feathers in your hair. But it is, I'm pretty sure it's cultural appropriation. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's people who just uh, ran out of the ability to talk about CrossFit, and now they're like, I got this now, you know? They're like, I was going to try veganism, but... You know, this seems a lot easier. Spitting into a vial and mailing it, you know, is also pretty hot. So um, <laughs> anyway, I just feel like it's a lot of people really like reaching for like an identity that they don't have. And, and to them, they're like, you know, I just want to get in touch with my heritage. Oh, my God. Are you wearing a fucking headdress right now, fam? <laughs> Holy shit. That also looks like it was made out of pigeon feathers. So it's not really. Holy shit. That is <laughs> that was made in the tenderloin for sure. That was. All right, fuck that joke. Um, it's not worth it. Uh, Houston was voted the... I'm from Houston, by the way. I should mention that. Houston was voted the fattest city in America like several years in a row um, whenever I was like tw in my 20s. And I was like, who is ranking this? <laughs> what the fuck is... What a mean thing to say. And don't you mean the bravest city in America? Anyway, all right, but I'm just like, what's, it just seems like those are, why are we focusing on the next, what are they going to do next? Like, Houston is the city that comes the fastest. I'm like, who told you that? Was it Sally? She's a fucking liar. I mean, anyway, yeah, I just feel like it's kind of disrespectful. But Texas is all kinds of weird. People were actually proud of it. They were excited. They were like, yeah, we're number one. They got a breath really fast because they're fat, you know? So <laughs> thank you very much. Um, I, uh, Oh, God, what should I say? Mm. Oh, I went on a date with a venture capitalist. No, actually, no, fuck that. Uh, when I moved to San Francisco, here we go. I'm doing a quick shift. Fuck it. I don't have that much time, you know? Um, when I moved to San Francisco, uh, like, half of my family was very supportive. They were like, hey, you know, follow your dreams and, you know, get out there. And then my other half of my family was like, Nancy Pelosi is going to make you sit down when you pee. You better fucking... I was like, that's all right. That's a little intense. My uncle actually told me, you move to San Francisco, you'll be fucking dudes in no time. <laughs> Which is so ignorant, because I did that in my 20s. So, all right. That's it. Have a good night. Bye. Yay! Kelly Evans, hooray! Hooray and then yay! All right, your next comedian, regular at the punchline. He's here for you right now, Ian Levy. Yay! I'm still in touch with your oh, hello. Hi. Um, let's see here. I uh, ha have you guys ever met someone who takes a uh, like a minimum wage job uh, seriously, and you're just like, why? Like, I don't. I like to, I, I remember I once, I used to work at Target and when they hired me, uh, the manager kept using the word loyalty, which should have been a red flag that it wasn't going to be a good fit for They kept saying, they said the word loyalty like four or five times. And I was just like, am I applying for Target or the Crips right now? Like what's happening is, uh, what do you want me to do? Why loyal? Like, I'm not gonna, there's nothing beyond the, the bare minimum I will do for you. Okay, that's <laughs> and that's that bit. Um, also, uh, f uh, fun. Uh, how come how come boss is spelled with two s's, but bus is spelled with one? 
That's just for me. Okay, that was fine. I was just writing that, and I was like, what's the... Can I, someone explain? As someone the other day told me what I, I spelled bust with two S's, and he's like, you're a fucking idiot. And I was like, well, boss is spelled with two, and they're like, I don't know, okay. Uh, I used to... I, I've hated every boss I've ever had. Uh, luckily, now I work for myself, so I hate myself. Okay, there we go. That's a fun little one. Um, um, what else do I got? Uh, my, my, uh, stepsister, uh, used to own a dog, uh, that I've never known a dog like this, that, uh, every time you stared into its eyes, it would pee itself. I mean, if you made eye, if you made eye contact, you didn't even have to stare. You just had to make eye contact with it. It would pee itself immediately, which means almost like a, like a dominance thing when you, but I mean, it was scared of you. It was like a little tiny dog. And so every time anyone would come into the house, you would have to not look at the dog. And then while not looking at the dog, it was tiny, you would have to carry it into the backyard and then set it down on, they just had a back patio, so they had a little like two by two thing of grass. And then you had to stare into its eyes and then say what, uh, and then make sure it would pee. And then so it would respond, you had to say, uh, I'm proud of you. Uh, which is what my stepsister taught it <laughs> to respond to, to make sure it emptied its bladder. I mean, the one advantage is I got to hear my dad say the words, I'm proud of you a lot. But uh, other than that, okay, yeah. Was, uh, yeah. Uh, do you ever meet people uh, who don't like trying new things? Okay, moving on. Uh, no, no, I don't, uh, I don't know. I just, it's like... Well, I uh, like I uh, I I think it's a little weird when we applaud couples who have been like married for like eighty years and have never been with anyone else. And it's like, well, that's kind of fucking lame, right? Am I alone? Is it no one else? You never tried anything, you know? You did it like with anything else. We think you're, you know, we we say variety is the spice of life. Except with love, like that's should be the that should be the most important variety, right? Am I? crazy like if someone told you they'd only gone to one restaurant for 80 years you'd be like well you know you should try something other than taco bell i don't know a... okay okay um yeah none of these are that funny uh i uh i think asking someone uh if they will house it asking a friend to house it for you is a weird question because you might as well be saying hey will you have sex in my bed Okay. Mm-hmm. One agreement over there. Okay. Thank you, Tracy. <laughs> um, I uh, I went to a strip club for the first time ever, uh, not too long ago, and uh, a weird a weird part about it was uh, I I just didn't know. One of the the fun parts about it is you're just allowed to stare. Like as you're encouraged, it's like the only. It's the only time you're allowed to stare at the j even with my girlfriend. If I stare too long at the jiggly bits, she gets uncomfortable. So I don't. Uh, but it, you're just like, ooh, ooh. it's because it, we are biological, like guys. Well, you know, it just if that's wh whoever's not just guys. Okay, sorry, the whole spectrum. If that's what you're attracted to, we're like biologically programmed to stare at those bits, and then you're just told. I don't really got anything other than that, but you know, I'm just saying, like, it's it. There are times in public when it's it's hard, you know, if like if you were biologically programmed to be into like a Toyota Yaris or something, and then you saw it in public, you would at least be like, dang, you know, like oh, you know, like that would at least be normal to be like whoa, you know, like okay, that's all I got. Okay, Ian Levy, everyone. 
You, you know the other time that you're allowed to stare is when people are on stage for comedy. You're literally allowed to stare at them. It's a lot of fun. No, I mean, well, you get to stare at their whole person. like not, And you can imagine them without their clothes off. Or you can imagine whatever you want. Or you just can watch them. You get to stare at them. I'm not saying that I do that. Uh, I'm just saying, got to stop talking. I, I was so high back here, I had a temporal shift. <laughs> I thought there was an earthquake. That, uh, that didn't happen. It was just my, inside my head. Your next comedian, put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Thank you. I have a system for making t my toast in the morning. Yes, this is a bread joke. <laughs> it's very OCD, as you can imagine. I get out the bread, the peanut butter, and the jam, and I, the jam goes on the right, the peanut butter's on the left, and then I put the toast in the toaster. And when it, um, there's, I don't know why the, pe the peanut butter goes on the left and the jam goes on the right, but it's, it started that way, so now I have to keep doing it that way. Um, after the toast comes up, you put the peanut butter on the bottom and the jam on top, that's pretty obvious. But then you cut it in half to eat it, and most important is you always, always, always eat the right side of the toast first. This is very important. I don't know why, again, but it's traditional, and it, my people do it, so <laughs> your people should do it, too. Thank you. Uh, wait, there's more. Um, shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wait, no, that wasn't it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right, forget that. We'll, we'll have go on to the next one. Um, crumbs. You ever get crumbs, you eat crumbs off the plate after you have your breakfast? You just go in, you're full, but you go, yes, you go in and you lick it, your finger, and you, or sometimes you put your, you lick the plate itself. Um, it's like, I can't eat anything more, I'm full, but I'm gonna have this crumb. There's room for this crumb, and I have to have that. <laughs> I don't know. There's something there with that crumb. Um, I feel like I owe people an apology because I'm so goofy looking. Uh, no, don't owe. It's a <laughs> uh, I'm trying to work that so people don't owe in that, and I, I haven't figured that out yet. But um, shit. What's this? Oh, I... Um, this isn't what I had in mind when I said adorable, fun-sized lesbian. <laughs> I was thinking more like, uh, I look more like um, a scared bird and a cross between a scared bird and a day-old french fry. <laughs> Don't I look like Woodstock on, um, in the Peanuts comic strip, you know? If Woodstock were an old dyke with a, um, social phobia and uh, eating disorder? Okay. Uh, people were talking about where they used to work. I've had a couple of weird jobs. Um, one time, I lived when I lived in New York, I worked as a um, housekeeper in a brothel. It was a very high-class brothel. It just was like uh, in a penthouse rooms, and um, I didn't see any action or anybody doing anything. I was there in the daytime to clean. Thank you. And. Um, I remember there was one creepy guy that was like the 
I don't know if he was the pimp or he worked there or he lived there or what, but he was following me around and I was trying to vacuum and there were whips and chains and stuff under the bed and I was very naive and very innocent and I didn't know what the hell to do, but um, I saw a lot of coke that day. There was a lot of coke, a lot of uh, mirrors with cocaine stains on them that I had to clean and lots of towels. Oh my God, lots of towels and cheese. All right, thank you. That's my time. She's like an onion. You learn every week there's a new layer. I want to hear all about that. Fucking, you cleaned up at a porn in a brothel? Dear God, you've never told me any of these amazing stories. Right, we're going to have room for everybody tonight. Do not worry. Your next comedian, give her money for her AIDS life cycle. And she's going to have an amazing event on the 28th of this month. Check her out right now, everybody. Hillary Lannon, yay! Hi. So I'm obsessed with my pussy. <laughs> and you should be too. You should be obsessed with my pussy. No, um, you shouldn't be. The only reason I'm obsessed with my pussy is because I've been spending so much time on my bike. I mean, basically, you know, if you're spending a lot of time at this age thinking about any body part, something has gone terribly wrong. And something has gone terribly wrong. Basically, I'm biking for eight hours. And the thing, so I've been researching basically how to alleviate this pain that I've been feeling from riding my bike for such long extended periods of time. And I uh, found out that <laughs> that basically there are different types of women's anatomy. Uh, so the vulva, which is called the vestibule of the vagina, did you know that? It's this is I did not make this up. This is like an actually like medically accepted term. So there are differences between those vulvas. There's basically like a small foyer in a San Francisco apartment or a, like a r large, you know, porch with columns on an antebellum house in in, you know, a southern plantation. So um so basically there are any and outy vaginas or vulvas. I'm going to use those words interchangeably. And um, and it's based on your body geometry. So if you basically have a bubble butt, you pretty much have an innie. It kind of all makes sense, right, if you think about it. And if you have a flat butt, usually you have an outie. And so by looking at my butt, you can probably guess what I have. I mean, let's just say that there's no backyard in this house, but there's definitely a beautiful wraparound porch. So, yeah, so it's one of those things where I have... Um, been looking at how to help myself with this situation and my specific anatomy. And bike seats nowadays, they have a cutout in the middle of them to alleviate the pressure on the soft tissue. And, you know, for guys, it's a little bit different because their genitals are on the outside in the front. And so they can adjust themselves as we've all seen them do many, many times in our lives. Um, whereas women cannot do that. Like when I'm riding on my bike, I was thinking, I'm like, is there some sort of fancy origami fold I could do with my labia to make it like smooth and flat like a Barbie doll down there? But alas, there's not. So the the solution is basically to just get a bigger hole for my vestibule um, on my bike seat. So I went out and I bought this giant bike seat. It's not giant, just the hole is, um, because I have no hips. And so, uh, you know, I don't know what they call that cutout. I, I think we could go with something like the perineum passage or maybe the grundle, grundle gap. Um, taint trench would also work. I think my personal favorite, though, is, uh, is the grundle golly and or gooch golly, sorry, gooch golly. And when I don't shave, it's um, it's more like fern golly down there. 
but actually I will tell you a little side note. When I did shave trying to prep for this uh, bike ride last week, my trimmer broke halfway through it. And so my, my pubes have the same hairstyle as a prison inmate getting deloused. It's a, it's a real mess down there. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I have this now giant cutout in my in my bike seat. Um, it's pretty much the equivalent of like that that padded uh, toilet seat that your grandma had at her house, which I personally, I love those things. I don't know why they fell out of favor, um, except for when you sit on a warm one, that's always bad. Actually, any warm, any warm toilet seat is bad because you really don't want evidence that somebody had been there before you. But anyway, um, that's it for me. Thank you. Yay, Hillary Lannan. She's gonna cure AIDS on her bike. Or something like that. What happens? All right, your next comedian. We have a rock block of ladies right now, everybody. Put your hands together for Amy Stringer. Hello. It's nice to be back. I was um, away for two weeks in Europe. Yeah. Um, and so I'm nervous. I'm nervous to be here. It's weird, you know, getting up and, and got to shake the dust off, you know. Uh, so just, that's, that's just what this is. Um, I find that I get really tired. When I get nervous, I get really tired and I start yawning a lot. Does anyone else get really tired when they're nervous? Yeah, I think it's, it's like a self-defense mechanism. Like my body's just like, no, shh go back to bed. <laughs> Remember last time you got out of bed? That did not go well. Just, you know, shh. Uh, um, okay, so what I actually wanted to talk about was I'm on a new diet. Um, I, I know, last yesterday I went to the grocery store. I went to Safeway and I got a four pack of uh, pre-made Long Island iced teas. 14% ABV, they don't fuck around, um, and neither do I. Uh, I got two pints of Ben & Jerry's ice cream, fish food, and ch chocolate brownie something, um, and 60 cats of cat food. I have since consumed it all, every last can. <laughs> No, okay. Uh, it was funny in my head, you know? You know when that happens? <laughs> it's just funny in your head. I'm d uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, so I, I was in Europe with my twin sister. Uh, I have a twin sister. And she's, I love her. She's like a built-in best friend. Um, and when, when, we were, when we were born, my mom had a C-section and I was supposed to be born first, but my sister somehow crawls out over me and is born first. And then her lung popped and she spent the next six weeks in the NICU, the neonatal intensive cunt unit, <laughs> where she belonged. <laughs> Some call it an unfortunate incident. I call it karma. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I love my sister. I did learn an important lesson, though, that day, the moment before my birth, that you cannot ever trust anyone, not even your womb mate. <laughs> I should have absorbed her when I had the chance. Um, <laughs> um, okay. Thanks for listening. Um, oh, 
Oh, I was meant to be the baby, though. I was meant to be the baby of the family because my love language is having people do things for me. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. What else? I think, I think that's good. I'm going to stop there. Thanks for listening. Amy Stringer, everyone. Come see her this Saturday at Atlas Cafe at 2 in the afternoon. Hooray. All right. Your next comedian. I, this was, it was a huge rock block of women. Uh, put your hands together. Denise Lee, everyone. Yay! Sorry, guys. I'm a little depressed because Easter's over. <laughs> God, yesterday was like the best day of my life. All that candy. Thank you, Pam, again. Um, I called my parents yesterday because I was super excited and I was like, oh my gosh, guys, happy Easter Sunday, happy Easter. And they were just like, what the fuck is Easter? <laughs> it's fucking Americans. Uh, so, so in college, I majored in sociology. Uh, I was in a really great sociology program at school and I mean, it was great. It taught me so much. And I mean like so much useless information <laughs> for real life, you know, like zero marketable skills. My parents wanted me to work for corporate America, but at the time I wanted to do like nonprofit work and like save the world, whatever. Uh, yeah, that's when I still care. Uh, and I was like, oh, like, why don't you care more about helping people? Like you've never helped nonprofits in your life. And they were like, you have been our nonprofit for the last 22 years. Okay, we have made zero profit from you. Uh, get a real job. Uh, I read this quote recently. So the quote goes, for happiness to return, it first has to leave. And I just don't really think that's necessary, you know? <laughs> like, that's kind of like saying to appreciate a relationship, you must be cheated on first. Uh, like, that's just, that's just a lot. Like, neither of those things need to happen, right? Like, I'd be super chill if, like, my entire life I was happy and I wasn't cheated on. I would appreciate that. I just came from my personal trainer. Um, so I got a trainer so that I could work on uh, getting healthier, increasing my self-esteem, that kind of thing. It's not going well at all. So like our first session, my trainer was like, okay, we're going to have you lift heavy weights so that you can look strong and intimidating. And I was just like, but I don't want to look intimidating. You know, like I want to look accessible. Like that's why I am here. I'm trying to look like low hanging fruit, toned fruit, but low hanging, uh, very within reach. Uh, my trainer was like, oh, like you got to be strong and like be able to defend yourself as a young woman walking alone in the city at night, which is ridiculous, right? Like sure, there's like those people you see wandering the streets, like, talking to themselves, laughing hysterically, but it's okay, because I am also one of those people, <laughs> okay? Nobody, nobody bothers the crazy person. Like, it turns out, like, the only defense mechanism better than muscles is just, like, mental instability. Yeah, like, uh, last night I was coming home from Grant and Green, and I was, like, telling little joke ideas out loud to myself. And I mean, not to brag, but I make myself laugh hysterically. <laughs> and not a single person wanted to make eye contact with me. They avoided eye contact very deeply. 
Um, but I'm not phased by people harassing me. Like, I don't really care when people harass me because uh, I can't understand them. Like, I think I'm slightly deaf in one ear. <laughs> like, once there was this homeless guy, like, outside my office downtown, and he was just heckling people, like, as they went by. And then when it was my turn, when I was walking by, he yelled at me. And then I had to, like, turn around and be like, what did you say? Uh, I was like, let's, I'm half deaf in one ear, like, let's try the other ear. Uh, and then he yelled something again, still couldn't understand. And finally, he was just like, never mind, bitch. And I was like, thank you for enunciating. I understood that part. Uh, but even when I can hear people, like, I'm not, I still don't get upset. Like, hey, uh, I, I just use my God-given resources to defend myself, you know? Like, I pretend I don't know English and that that works like once this guy was like harassing me coming up to me and harassing me and I was just like mm, no English and then they were like I don't know you look super American and you sound pretty American too and I was just like where's bathroom and then I just walked off and he didn't follow me okay I'm Denise thank you <laughs> Denise Lee, everyone. Hooray. Again, keeping the con the trend of the ladies alive. Your next comedian, Tracy Wynn. Yay. Hey, hey. Um, I am coming out as non-trinary. Uh, I believe in the Trinity. Um, father, source, daddy, mummy, whatever you want to call it. I believe in the Father. I believe in the Son, art, sex, spawn, whatever you want to call it. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the animating spirit that permeates the world, plants, whatever, rocks. Um, I grew up Catholic. I actually even believe in the Virgin Mary. That's just a Zen mind, beginner's mind coming at it like a virgin every time. Um, I'm actually not even convinced Mary had a womb. Uh, I think she was trans, actually. Um, I am studying to become a Tantra coach, contrary to how I look. I look like I should drive a truck. Uh, I do pet sit um, for fun, um, so I am having sex in other people's homes. And I'm also probably on a couple of hard drives. Um, that's all right. Someone's got to take my nudes. Um, I'm becoming a Tantra coach because I want to rehabilitate incels. Because I used to be one. Yeah. I used to get cucked by my boyfriend. Um, it was sort of like a BDSM thing. Anyway, um, I want to help white dudes ground, okay? They're the most ungrounded population in this country. The only way they were able to ground before, erect buildings. And they can't do that anymore. So, yeah, someone's got to help them out. Um, how? How am I going to do this? Kundalini. Kundalini meditation. Anybody know what Kundalini is? It's a snake energy. 
It's a snake energy that starts at the base of your tramp stamp, spirals upward, comes out the top of your head. It's called a headgasm. That's fucking real. <laughs> That's fucking real. Uh, it's real. I am coming out with a line of kundalini, smoky quartz, butt plugs to help people who don't believe this shit. Align their chakras from the inside out. And um, they're available on my Instagram, veganbutterfly69. <laughs> so check that out. Um, Y'all know about the curl, the toe curl, the toe curl. But have you ever had a hair on the top of your head curl? All right, that was it. Okay, thank you. Tracy win everyone, all right. Yay, funny and silly and wonderful. All right, we're gonna get through our list. Your next comedian, Jason King, everyone. Hell yeah, give it up for yourselves, everybody. Yeah, yeah, okay. I uh, I recently learned that uh, before his fights, Mike Tyson used to cry for his opponents. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mike Tyson is terrifying. Yeah, I, I, just, I would just love to see a video of the stare down before a boxing match, right? His opponent's staring at him, he's like, Mike, are you good? And he's like, your daughter's gonna miss you so much. <laughs> I'm jealous of how confident he is in the future though, you know? Cause like, cause like saying something's gonna happen in the future is one thing, but having an emotion tied to it is, is like, a, it's a whole nother thing, right? That'd be like, if I was about to have sex like with a girl and right before I had sex, I was like, the neighbors are gonna be so upset. <laughs> <laughs> they just got a new daughter. It's gonna be really tough to put her to sleep with all this screaming. <laughs> the climate. The climate is in such a bad place and they're gonna have to cut down a tree when I replace this headboard. <laughs> um, let's see what else. I uh, I watched a TikTok recently where this kid was like, this is a white kid and he was like, minorities need to stop saying our word. Stop saying okie dokie. <laughs> and I thought to myself, I really like okie dokie. So I, I commented, all right, but can I say it in a song? <laughs> You know, I don't know why that's always a white follow-up to to can I say the n-word? It's like can I can I use it in a song? It doesn't it doesn't even make sense, you know. It's like it's like uh, white people are holding on to like a like a draw four and uno. It's like can I say the n-word? No, draw two, and they're like, but can I say it in a song? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. It'd be like like if I, if my girlfriend was like I don't have a girlfriend, but if uh, but if, <laughs> if my imaginary girlfriend was like. Um, Jason, I really don't like when you use the term cunt. And I was like, hey, I, I realize how much that hurts you. I won't use that term. <laughs> You're a cunt. <laughs> um, I, have another, I have another TikTok where there's this black guy and he says, uh, you know you're black when you keep your bread in the refrigerator. And so I filmed this video where I put my camera on my fridge 
and I find no bread, and then the camera turns back to me, and I'm in white face. <laughs> and um, the video did well, which uh, which was cool, which was dope. What wasn't dope was that I used real paint, <laughs> and so I was stuck in white face. And so I was like, okay, um, I need to run to the hardware store. So I start, I paint my hands and my arms white, and my neck white, because you can't just be a black dude only in white face <laughs> walking down the street. Um, so, it, and let me say, I look bad. I look really bad. I look like I look like the guys in white chicks, right? If they if they didn't have a Hollywood crew, <laughs> right? Also, side note, I don't know how they look so bad. You know, like you ever like look at like a really old movie, like an old superhero movie, and you're like, wow, these effects are really bad. I look at white chicks and I'm like, 2004 was not the time to be trans. So that's <laughs> that's for certain. Anyway, so I I look bad. I put on a hoodie. And I start sprinting because I don't want to be in whiteface for an extended period of time. <laughs> and, and and I look suspicious, and I run into this fucking shop, and I'm like, hey, I, you know, I look suspicious. I'm sweating. I'm like, hey man, give me some chemicals. And he's like, no. And I'm like, that is that is a fair response to this scenario. And and then I'm not gonna be able to finish this, but I'll, I'll say this. Um, so I was like, okay, can I get the paint remover? He's like, you should, it's in the back. And I, so I get it, I pick it up, I come to the front, and I'm like, okay, here it is. And it's one of these old places. And he's like, okay, I need your ID. And so I slip in my ID with my white hand. And he's like, this guy's black. <laughs> All right, I can't finish the story, but thank you very much. Peace out. JJ King, everyone. Hooray. Hey, Chris, you want to set? Put your hands together, everybody, for Chris Crone! Yay! I, I didn't come here for this. <laughs> I did not come here for this at all. Thank you, Pam Benjamin. I love you so much. You, you're, you're the queen of comedy of San Francisco. Oh, God. <clears throat> okay, I guess I'm just going to do some crowd work. Um, what's your name? Amy. That's cool. <laughs> What's your name, sir? Even cooler. What's your name, sir? Jason? How many S's? How many N's? No, I'm talking to Ian. How many M's in Amy? You're just wonderful. All of you, you're just wonderful. May I, oh, oh, I, I loved your set. I love the way that you're crossing your legs. You're showing a lot of ass right now. Are you trying? To, are you? Are we on a Tinder date right now? I don't know. Are we? We could be. That would be sexual and sensual and erotic. And I'm still neurotic about so many things regarding our conversation. I don't like me. 
you should like you. You're so beautiful and wonderful. And the 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 person beside you is also beautiful and wonderful. And I appreciate them. Uh, um, there's someone in the corner who's also wearing a hat. Is that is that a new thing? Is that a new thing? Pam, you made me do crowd work. <laughs> oh, well, well, if, if, if we're if we're if we're gonna if we're gonna roll the dice like that, that we're like we're literally on a D and D campaign right now. <laughs> so, Amy, what do you do for a living? Me too. I'm acting like I give a shit right now. <laughs> Everything is so stupid. You know what what the most beautiful things about life are, and this is uh, this is I think why my ex girlfriend. You can do it anytime you want, Pam. <laughs> One of the most beautiful things about life is it's all made. It, it, it is all made up. It is all made up. There is nothing that is real. So take more drugs and do more fucking people. And this is, <laughs> and I'm not starting a cult, but I could. I've been told that before. Thank you, Pam. Thank you for the time. Chris Crone, everyone. Hooray. All right, keep clapping. I'm going to come around and just do a couple jokes. Me. All right. Hi. They say you are what you eat. I just got my 23 and me back. I'm 72% Trader Joe. What's your favorite thing from Trader Joe's? You made me guess. You seem like a peanut butter filled pretzel kind of girl. The new almond butter ones that are dipped in the chocolate. Is that you? Did I guess it right? <laughs> they are, they're really good. I'm also, I've realized I'm insane about black licorice. I love black licorice, and they have really good black licorice Trader Joe's. I'm telling you, I am 72%, like, I'm 33% bacon, 72% Trader Joe. I drink a lot of grapefruit juice, and I have to. I need the acid, because I'm such a basic bitch. <laughs> yeah. It's, I do, I drink, I drink a lot of juice in the morning, and I need it, because I'm an alcoholic, woo, and... It, well, oftentimes, those, those who, people who really like to drink, I vomit a lot in the morning, water. So I wake up, you know, at like five in the morning and I pound, you know, water. And then it's in my tummy and then, you know, and I go and I, I throw it up. And so one morning I was sort of like in my state and I was thinking, ah, you know, what, are, what would my abortions do if they were in fifth grade for a science fair project? Because this is a good use of my time and I'm up all night just to think, yeah, that'd be, you'd be in fifth grade right now. Little Liam, right? And we could win the science fair together with me being an alcoholic because, so if we take the water and it's eight ounces and it's 38 degrees and I drink it and then we count the time before I vomit, this time I do it in a cup. The child takes the temperature of the water to find out how many calories I burned being an alcoholic. Basic chemistry. This joke never works because no one knows basic chemistry. It's like, ah. I'm too smart and too dumb at the same time. I love drinking. Oh, that's why I don't have kids. Woo. No, seriously. Like, I can't believe. 
And America, I'm really scared because Oklahoma now and Texas, and this is very scary. They're taking away women's rights. You don't want people like me having babies. If America made me have a baby, you know, I'd have to buy some new tools to drill some holes uh, in my trunk so the baby could breathe in the car while I'm hanging out in the bar. You see, because I'm the nanny. I can't afford a nanny. So you put the baby in the sleeping bag in the trunk safe? No? America, don't make me have a baby. I mean, if if I did, it could be in like first grade for the fourth time. It's like nine years old. And the teacher says, Ms. Benjamin, uh, your child said that you love alcohol more than it. And I'm like, this is a sippy cup filled with vodka. I didn't want the kid. And then it turns 12 and it starts doing ketamine. And I'm like, who's your dealer? <laughs> I can take you to Burning Man. We can finally get to know each other. And then at 15, it teaches me the cutest thing, right? If you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers. You smoke them. Yes! From the mouths of babes. Genius. It fucking works. Don't rub it on your gums like a fucking Neanderthal. Smoke it like, you know, like the evolved people that we are. I just, it, right? Smoke those boogers. It finally teaches me at 17, and it dies. It was terrible. Dies. Dies. Overdose. Tragic. Um, cocaine, heroin to the vein. and speedball. And I'm like, 17 years. 17 years. That's the latest late-term abortion I could ever have. It's a 17-year late-term abortion. It was your choice, America, to put it through rehab four times. I'm on Medi-Cal. I can't afford that. America. Okay, I just wanted to run that joke. Thank you guys all for staying. You're all amazing. This has been Joke Workshop. Uh, thanks, everybody. Bye. Yay.
giant love ball bouncing around so free. A bright giant love ball, happy to be me. I'm like a bright giant love ball, shining for all to see. I am special, I am special, I am me. So let us dance, oh let us dance. Be happy, be happy, let us dance. Oh let us dance, oh let us dance. Let us dance and laugh and sing and shout for joy. I'm like a seed that I've planted, so young and so small. Needing to be watered, so I'll grow strong and tall. Friendship is my water, my son the warmth of love. I will grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. So let us dance, oh let us dance. Be happy, be happy, let us dance. Oh let us dance, oh let us dance. Let us dance and laugh and sing and shout for joy. We're like the colors of the rainbow shining through the rain. Each of us is special and unique in his own way. I am blue and you are yellow, and together we make green. And we are one with all the colors of the world. So let us dance, oh let us dance. Be happy, be happy, let us dance. Oh let us dance, oh let us dance. Let us dance and laugh and sing and shout for joy. Giant love ball.